Welcome back to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. It's almost the 4th of July. God bless America. Or will he? So much is going on in this country right now. It's, it's really mind-boggling. And the more I look at it, the more I feel like we are in some kind of a weird uh, movie where we're repeating the 1970s and you know I'm sure I know a lot of people have said that but it just it's just so true that I think it's worth discussing um, so we all know what happened last week Roe versus Wade ruling was determined to be uh, the wrong ruling and was overturned so People are freaking out, and yet I don't think most people understand exactly what happened. So uh, I wrote a blog about it. So after this brief message from Anchor, I'm going to tell you my thoughts on whether I think overturning Roe v. Wade is good or bad or both. Okay, let's tackle this tough, tough question. Why is it so hard to decide is if a, you know, allowing women to get abortions is right or wrong? Well, because obviously abortion itself is is wrong. You know, most people that I know, especially listening to my podcast, would say that abortion is never is never right and we know that nowadays there's literally zero reason to need to do it to save the life of the mother it's just medical science is beyond that point so that excuse is out the window and as far as a, an abortion because of rape well you don't have to get an abortion because you were raped but should that be allowed well that's something that people have to uh, discuss. But the real question is, should the government get to decide these issues about women's bodies, about women's lives, about women? And I, I you know, I've heard this argument over the years from feminists, and I guess I just never really thought about it that much because I was like, no, abortion's bad, abortion's bad. It's only now that I'm becoming a little bit more aware of the the real history of the world and that the true uh, the truth that men really do have a lot of power over women's lives and I think it kind of goes back to reading and learning about the Mormon cult where the women were literally used as um, you know fertility objects and for the men's pleasure as you know little girls children I mean it's horrible it's a horrible horrible thing and our government knows about it and doesn't do anything about it so we live in a country that allows um, this kind of thing to continue and it just kind of made me have a little bit less uh, trust in uh, you know are, are people who are making the laws, are they actually, do they actually care about women? 
And, you know, maybe this is something that we should leave to God. So I, I wrote this blog, and I know this is a very tough uh, topic because most of us already have an opinion on it. We either believe that it's a woman's right to make the choice, or we believe that the government should legislate it. Well, I want to bring up a few things that came to my mind, you know, that I had never thought about before. And maybe there might be something that you had never thought about. And I want to start off with the one that is really probably the most important. Let's think about China, okay? As we see America becoming uh, very uh, unstable, our government is very unstable, our economy is unstable, our president is unstable, the divide between the left and right is causing some major social problems, um, our, polit- our geopolitical status is, seems to be at risk between Russia and China, and just, you know, there's a big shakeup going on, just like in the 70s. And I can't help but help but feel like that there's a lot more to the reason that they um, suddenly decided to overturn this law. As in, I don't think it was for the benefit of babies or women. So, um, as far as China, what, what did they have in China for a very long time? They had a one-child policy. So, because of that policy, um, women who got pregnant after having a child, they were literally physically strapped down and and forced to have abortions. They were sterilized. Or, if if the second baby was born and it was a girl, the babies are just thrown out into, you know, a trash dump to die. And this is, this is all true. You can verify it. You know, I'm not making this up. It's horrible. And uh, that still happens in some countries. So what would have been better was for those women to have access to freedom of their bodies, which would have included using birth control or at the very least being, being aware of their bodies. um, signs of fertility and, you know, trying, you know, using the natural rhythm method, which is not fail safe. But, and then we of course have condoms. So I'm, my point is that, you know, we, we having babies is awesome. I have six children. I wanted more, you know, that's how many God gave me, but not everyone can afford that. And not everyone wants that. So some women want to use birth control. And I just learned uh, that it was only in 1973 that a law was passed that allowed women to buy birth control pills who were not married. And my question is, okay, I know all about immorality, but this is not a moral issue. This is, do we want the government, a government that is supposedly uh, free from religion, you know, uh, do we want them determining who can have birth control pills and who can't or anything else like that? I mean, I know people think it's a slippery slope, 
of, you know, oh, once you do that, we're all going to slip into immorality or whatever. But in my experience, the people often do the opposite of what you tell them. So if you tell people you can't have sex, then they want to have sex even more. And this is proven fact. And speaking of the Mormons, I'm reading another book right now called Under the Banner of Heaven by John Krakauer. I think that's his first name. And oh my goodness, what a horrible, horrible story. These people are just so evil. Their religion, their religion is so evil. But so these people who have multiple, multiple wives and because they believe that having babies is like a, you know, gets them points and spiritual points Uh, well that's their excuse anyway but they have as many children as they can they do not they don't teach the women or the boys anything about sex so from a very young age boys once they you know start having sexual urges they start molesting the little girls in the families their sisters their cousins, whatever. And I'm talking about little bitty girls. So because of their refusal to talk about sex in a healthy way, they create this atmosphere where it's all done secretly. And the book says that people know that this is going on, but they pretend that it's not. They just pretend that it's not happening. So my point is, back to the birth control thing, if you tell women that they can't have birth control, they're still going to have sex and then they're going to want abortions and abortions have been around since you know the foundation of the world women have done things to themselves taken poison you know stuck object you know sticks and things inside themselves and killed the babies so i mean there have been you know child sacrifice and self-abortion forever. This is not a new thing. By the way, I also discovered in my history reading that the first the first law against self-abortion by by taking poisonous or herbs or whatever, that was enacted after a woman got pregnant by a charismatic pastor and he wanted her to have, you know, he wanted her to get rid of the baby so no one would know. So this was a religious man. And because of what he did, everyone found out and he was arrested because it was against the law to have sex outside of married marriage. This was only in 1821. That was only 200 years ago. But it was the disgusting thing to me is that this was a so-called man of God and he told her to get rid of the baby. And he was having sex with lots of women. This was in Connecticut, by the way. You can read about that in, um, uh, I'll, I'll link the article in the show notes. So anyway, after that, you know, the, then there became, you know, more laws and the controlling and regulation of sex and pregnancies and stuff just got more and more. And so my question is, is that a good thing? Did it have a good effect? 
did it stop women and men from having sex when they shouldn't have been having sex? No, it didn't. People did not change one bit. All it did was it created laws that could be prosecuted. It created a market, a black market for abortions and all that. So if we're trying to talk about, you know, well, we need to save babies and we need people need to stop having sex. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I think we can save more babies if we give people freedom and and education. That is my point. Uh, like I said, I know that these, these thoughts are nothing new. It's this, this is really my first time really thinking through the, the idea because I always, I mean, I was guilty of what I think a lot of us are guilty of. And that is assuming that's, uh, that I have the right to put my right, my beliefs on other people. So we live in America, and what are we afraid of right now? We're afraid of censorship. We're afraid of thought control. We don't want um, CRT in the schools and all this. So on the conservative side, we are actually advocating less freedom. And I think that's a little bit dangerous, actually, Um for people who want freedom, we have to be careful that we allow other people to have freedom as well, even if that is freedom to sin, because that's between them and God, okay? I mean, I'm a little worried that this is going to, like, backlash on us if we keep on trying to uh, legislate against against sin, such as, you know, you know, homosexual, you know, same-sex marriage, same-sex sex, uh, sex <laughs> and all that kind of stuff, the more you regulate it, the more it grows. And the more they fight against it and try to normalize it, which, which you know, the evil people know this. They know that if they just like with this Roe v. Wade thing, what was the instant reaction from the left? They freaked out and they started screaming that now they couldn't get abortions and all this. Well, actually, the states that allow abortion, they are going to allow abortion even more. (laughs) So what actually happened was all the Democrat states, they're going to like be like, super abortion states. Whereas only there's only like 11 states, Texas being one of them, that say they're going to outlaw abortion. That's only 11 out of 50 states. And all the other states are scattered all over the place. There's still going to be plenty of babies being killed in abortion clinics. So the the idea that this overturning, this ruling is somehow um, ending abortion that's simply not true. And I think that actually this is a gift. If you look at it, this is a gift to the Democrats. Number one, it's going to get them more, a few more people are going to come out to the polls, but not just that. Um, the, the most, the worst part is that it's going to divide the country even more. 
And, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's what God wants. So if you look at it that way, I think, you know, all the Christians are going to end up living in certain places. And, you know, there's not that many of us. So as we get closer to the end times, we are probably going to end up forming, you know, alliances and living in, in areas where we have like-minded people. I mean, that is just kind of the uh, inevitable uh, result when you have immoral, I mean, ungodly people who do not believe in God are going to not want to live with the, the people who want to live according to the Bible. But we live in a country that has freedom of religion. And what I see happening is I see that all the people who are anti-abortion, anti-gay marriage and all that, uh, even though they're different religions, we're going to end up aligning ourselves with these other people. And I'm talking about Muslims and, uh, and I hopefully not Mormons because the more I learn about Mormons, the more scared of them I am. I am. I can even see that the um, the Antichrist might end up coming out of the one of these uh, fundamentalist Mormon groups because they're that crazy. But my point was that I can see that the the people who believe in a concept of right and wrong and living according to a biblical code. Um, and actually, you know, believing in God, even if they don't believe in the same, you know, scriptures, they're going to be, we're, we all are kind of living similar lifestyles. Like we're going to have more in common with Muslims than we do with, uh, secular atheists. And that's just how it's going to be. I mean, yeah, there's going to be some some secular atheist that at for a while they're going to be like, "Oh, well, as long as you don't pr- push your religion on me, you know, we can be friends." But if if things go the way the Bible says, that's not going to last forever because eventually it's going to be the religious versus the non-religious. And Christians are going to be lumped in with the religious. Anyone who lives according to a certain belief system is going to be considered religious. But that's another topic. So back to the abortion thing. Um, what, what should we do? I think we have to protect religious freedom. And if that means... Um, eliminating Roe versus Wade and saying that saying that the Constitution does not allow legislating something like that, then then I think that's what we have to do. But what should we do? As the church, we have some power. Let's get out there and teach people about Jesus. Only Jesus can change people's hearts. Only Jesus can make people not want to have abortions, not want to live sexually immoral lives, um, and, and actually want to take care of the children that are born to other people who don't want them. So let's be good Christians in this 
in this atmosphere where life is no longer valued. We have to value life. We have to up our game as they, they up their game because they are going, they're upping their game against human life. And that's, you know, the, the transhumanism, the gen- genetic uh, modification, the eugenics, and all that is coming. So I, I really believe that actually there's, there could be some ulterior uh, sinister motives for eliminating Roe versus Wade. It could actually be um, bad in ways that, that I haven't even figured out yet. <laughs> Um, but just remember, if you give the government the right to um, deny someone abortion, we are also saying that they have the right to require abortion. So do we want to give them that kind of power? Because that's what they have in China. They have total control. You don't own your body. You don't own anything. They can do whatever they want to you. Is that the kind of country we want to live in? It's not the country I want to live in. So, you know, we live in an age where global health care is being pushed. Think about vaccines, right? The, it's, no, um, it's no coincidence that my body, my choice is, is, you know, is an abortion thing is also being used to say, hey, hands off with the mandatory vaccines, my body, my choice. Well, you know, they have a point there. They have a point there. So uh, we have to be careful to realize that if we want to be treated as sovereign over our bodies, then that comes at a price, a, a, a legal price. That means we have to allow them to be sovereign over their bodies. And I know some people will say, but it's not their body. There's another body inside of them. Yes, that's true. But as long as, it's, as long as it is inside of their body, it's still, we don't really have a right over that. I mean, are we, it's a difficult situation. And yes, we want to do all we can to convince those people that it is a life. We want to, you know, offer free ultrasounds. We want to pay, we want to pay for those ultrasounds. We want to pay for uh, prenatal care. We want to do everything we can to encourage them to love their unborn child and to take care of it. But do we want to uh, put them in jail and force them to give birth? I think that's going too far. I mean, that's a little bit scary. You know, most of the people I see on Facebook who are angry about this new ruling they're not looking to get abortions. These are educated people. They're responsible people. They use birth control or they've already had their children or whatever. Maybe some of them have had abortions and they, I'm sure they're not proud of it. They're not flying a flag or whatever. Um, but what, what they're doing is they're fighting for the right for other people. You know, they, they see this as a, as a right of, sovereignty over your body. And, you know, I, I never thought I would say this because I, I was very pro-life and I'm, I am pro-life, but I'm also pro-freedom. I'm pro-freedom. I'm pro-bodily autonomy. I'm, 
against someone else telling me what I can do with my body. So I think we have to realize that there's a, that's a tricky spot there. That's why I called this blog, you know, um, abortion, freedom of religion and abortion, drawing the line. I mean, we have to decide uh, how much power are we going to give the government? And a government that most of us do not trust right now. We don't trust the people who are in office. So I, I don't trust them at all. I don't even think that they that, that, that this ruling was done probably for, for the right reasons. I think they did it to get to get uh, Democrat votes or for some other reason that I don't know about yet. Uh, maybe they need more children to be born because people aren't having enough babies or for their their child sacrifices or blood or who knows what evil plans could be going on behind the scenes. But the point is, um, we don't trust the government right now, right? So do we want to trust them to make a decision about our bodies like this? I, I no longer do. I no longer do. So, I looked up who was having the most um, pregnant uh, abortions, and you know who it is? It's, it's high school girls and, like, freshmen and college girls. So, the, the problem with this is that these girls are not getting pregnant by themselves. So, we need to do something about uh, this situation, and... And that's another thing where conservatives have fought against private, uh, I mean, sex ed. And, you know, I was one of them. I was like, oh, sex ed is bad. Just teach abstinence. But now that I know that all these high school girls are getting pregnant because they didn't have birth control or they did not understand their body, a lot of them think that they can't get pregnant the first time they have sex. Or they, they think that, you know, oh, well, if we do it like this in this particular way, then I can't get pregnant or whatever. They don't understand their reproductive systems. And the boys don't either. But also the boys the boys have a lot of wrong ideas. So, I mean, I know I sound like a feminist and everything. I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm a traditional Christian woman. But not everyone is. And, you know, let's, we have to face the fact that people are going to have sex. They, people want to have sex. So if we're not going to let them get married young anymore because the economy's so messed up and the uh, schools have been set up to keep them in school till they're 18. I mean, in the old days, people were getting, people were already married by that point and they were having kids. The fact is, as soon as you hit puberty, the sex drive is there. <laughs> we can't just pretend that it's not. And you know, if we don't want the the sexually immoral left educating our kids on sex, we need to educate them. So, I mean, this is a real problem. And we, you know, boomers, we boomers have just kind of, those of us churchy boomers and just kind of conservative living in our own little world, I think we've kind of wanted to ignore the reality of what's going on and the reason why so many of these girls are getting pregnant. 
And there's also another really um, terrible reason that they're getting pregnant, and that is because they're getting raped. They're being raped by their own stepfathers, their their relatives, by teachers, by um, older boyfriends. And these men are the ones taking them to the abortion clinic. So uh, uh, that, you know, looking at that, we can see that it's not, you know, we don't, abortion clinics are bad because they actually enable men to do that. But why, why aren't we doing more to protect the girls from these, from these unwanted, you know, sexual experiences and, and making sure that they understand that they don't have to have sex with those men. I mean, we have to protect girls that is the main point of my entire thoughts is that girls are not being protected. And I really saw that in that Mormon uh, FLDS uh, book and movie is that the women, you know, we think we live in this advanced society, but right under our noses, young girls are still being raped. And I mean, like they had some as like young as like nine and 10 years old that were pregnant in that compound in Texas. So as soon as they get their period, the men have sex with them because they want babies. So this is the kind of world we live in. We have got to do better as Christians. We, we have got to stop being uh, so afraid to talk about this subject, the subject of sex the subject of, of how you get pregnant, how you prevent getting pregnant, how you protect yourself from men, and, you know, not just say, oh, don't have sex, because that's a sin, because people are going to do it anyway. Okay, so I think that's my, my main point. I, I want to go into more uh, talking about the return to the 70s. Um, with the, the gas prices and the the people calling for price controls and so many things. I mean, if you look at a timeline of, of the 70s, you just see the parallels all over the place. But I've been super busy and I'm getting ready to um, be out of town. So maybe, maybe one day I'll make that... Uh, that blog and do a podcast on all the parallels between the 70s and and what we're living right now but i really feel like this is this is is you know everything is of god so i feel like god is like it's like been 50 years since the gold standard was ended petrodollars were started the roe versus wade i mean so many things happened in the 70s i can't even list them all uh, and it's like, is, oh, and by the way, did you know that the, the, the men who passed Roe versus Wade the first time were Republicans? They were Nixon appointees. So I need to look up and see, you know, was Nixon just, was Nixon actually a Democrat? Because it seems like a lot of his policies were more like a Democrat than today's. It's definitely not conservative. But anyway, okay, so I, I hope that I've given you a few uh, ideas, um, you know, to think about when it comes to 
abortions um, and whether or not, you know, we don't live in a Christian nation. Even and we and even our founding fathers were not Christian. And like I said, back in 1821, the preachers were getting girls pregnant. So I don't. I think we have to give up that myth that that there used to be this you know wonderful time in America where everyone was righteous. That just wasn't true. Um, so if you are a Christian, then good for you and hallelujah, you're going to heaven. But that doesn't mean everyone around you is. And the Bible, Jesus never would have advocated for laws to uh, try to force people to be righteous because that was legalism. And Jesus was all about grace and he wants us to choose to follow him. So, you know, abortion is a sin, but God offers us forgiveness of sins when we, when we ask when we say, Lord, I'm sorry that I got that abortion. Please help me, you know, to live a righteous life for you because I love you, Jesus. You know, he forgives you, but don't keep on sinning after that. You know, don't go and do it again just because you've been forgiven. Um, but the people who uh, don't fear God, they're going to be judged for those abortions. Every one of those babies that they killed... They went straight up to heaven to be with God. Those were those are human souls, and and it's terrible, you know, that so many are being killed. But I just don't know if the current method of trying to um, prevent abortions is the best one. Um, doesn't seem to be working very well. I feel like the church was kind of, kind of just like checked out, uh, maybe in the seventies. <laughs> And just said, oh, we'll let the government handle all these problems. Well, the church needs to get back in action. And the church needs to help, uh, needs to start, you know, ramping up their youth groups and, and helping make sure that a lot of these kids that come in from broken families, they're not learning. They're not learning uh, about sex and the reproductive system. Somebody's got to tell these kids you know, look, you know, you can wait till you're married, get having a baby when you're 16 and getting on welfare is not, is not good for your future. You know, somebody's got to help these kids and it's going to be Christians. The world is not going to do it. So, you know, the summary is what I want to say is I don't trust the government or the Supreme Court or the state lawmakers uh, with my body and states and the, and the government must preserve freedom of religion, churches, parents, schools, and, and each one of us need to do all we can to help prevent unwanted pregnancies. We need to teach our own children right from wrong. We need to teach our boys how to respect women. We need to teach our girls that uh, having a boyfriend and having sex with him does not, you know, make them uh, worth something. You know, we need to teach girls to stop looking for their value and their sexuality and their appearance. And adults have to model this behavior. I mean, the stuff that you see on social media is horrible. It's horrible. Adult women are so sexualized and they're modeling this for young girls. 
Um, girls and boys both need information and access to birth control. Women need to take responsibility for their own choices and men need to do the right thing by not raping, abusing, or getting women pregnant before they marry them. So just remember also that God will forgive you if you have had an abortion. Ask for forgiveness and put your faith in God and, and um, pray to him to help you to do the right thing. Jesus loves you and he can help you if you're pregnant now. He can help you go to a pregnancy center and the people there will help you access the resources you need. If you live in Texas, you can go to texaspregnancy.org to find help and personal stories. And you can also uh, look up adoption um, services and other things. So I, I hope that, you know, everyone can see that I love, I love children. I love God. And I also uh, love people, you know. So that's why I, I guess I'm actually coming out publicly and saying that I no longer um, believe that legislating against abortion is the right way to limit abortion. I, I, it didn't work before, and I don't think it's going to work because, like I said, California and New York and 26 other states still are going to have unlimited, I mean, well, seven of those states have abortion at any point during the pregnancy. So you can look that up. There's an article on axios.com, which states uh, will, you know, limit abortion and it has a map in it and you can see which states are going to have, you know, more abortion and which are going to probably limit it. So anyway, Thank you so much for listening. I'm sorry if this was a little rushed, but um, it's kind of noisy out here, so I was trying to hurry. So, any God bless you, and um, and think about the issue before, and, and this issue and other issues. We really need to start thinking more before we react. So, bye-bye. <laughs>